This podcast was created for female business owners, coaches, and service providers to answer this question. How can I take what I already know, turn it into a short and simple self-published book, then leverage that book into six and seven figures and beyond? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Jessica DeBry. Welcome to the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. In this episode, I am sharing with you the big three rules to micro book magic. And big is in all capital letters because it is a beautiful acronym. You guys, I'm so excited to share these rules with you because it's actually coming directly from my upcoming book, Author Entrepreneur. So Keep your ears peeled. I won't reveal it in this episode, but in the coming episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you the date of release, just putting a few things behind the scenes together here. And I've shared with you before that this book process has been different and similar than my first book process. I think what was similar and that was surprising is that I did encounter some feelings of self-doubt and imposter syndrome, and I talked about that in a previous episode. But what was really different this go-around was my personal situation. You know, when I wrote She Creates the Way back in 2017, 2018, and then it was released in 2018, I was a married woman, but I had no kids, and I was running a business, and I I was able to really plan my hours out the way I wanted to. So I had a lot more time. Like I had, I was really time rich and I didn't realize it at the time. But when I look back then, it was like, oh my gosh, like I was able to sleep in when I stayed up really late working on my book. And I was able to block out an entire weekend to work on the book. And that just is not happening nowadays. If you've been here for a while, you know that I am not just a full-time business owner, but I'm also a full-time caretaker to my son who has multiple anaphylactic food allergies. And I talk a little bit about that in the book. So And obviously, you've been here and I've talked about it before, so I won't go into detail on that. But that alone put me in a very different space. And I'm going to be honest, for a long time, like months and months and months, like all of 2021, and then getting into 2022, I tried to ignore this feeling that I wanted to write another book. Like, I felt like, no, no, Jessica, you don't have time. Like, put it on the back burner. Don't think about it. Don't do it. It's not your time. And then I remember I was laying in bed one night with my husband and I said, I think I I think I want to write another book. And he paused and he I could tell he was trying to choose his words wisely. And he said something to me like, you know, I love you, but you have a lot on your plate. Maybe right now is not the right time. And him just saying that to me, I know he was coming from a good place. So I agreed with him outwardly. But internally, I knew I couldn't quiet the voice much longer. And maybe you're in the same spot, right? Like you're thinking, I want this so bad. I want to have a book. I have no idea how I'm going to fit it all in. I I want to write it out. I, I have a million ideas and I don't know where to go from here. So it was during that time that I came across something in my journal where I wrote out this quote that said, desperation breeds innovation. And 
And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that's my sign. I didn't remember why I put it there, but it was like, here I am in this like desperate moment where I have no time on my hands. I'm stressed to the max, but I need to bring this book idea to life. How am I going to do this? And I realized I have to innovate. Like I, when we're desperate, when we're in a uh, time that feels like really fierce. And when we're going through tough moments, we are, we become stronger and more courageous and we build up our tenacity. And it's in those moments that force us to create like a different way and a unique new journey forward. So you're probably wondering, what does all of this have to do with the three rules that <laughs> you shared at the beginning, Jessica? So here's what I'm getting at. That is what forced me to really kind of narrow down what is a framework that I can give myself and then also to other women that are in the same situation. Because as females, we wear all the hats, right? We're not just, you know, trying to bring a paycheck to the table. We're raising our children. We're running a household. We're doing all the errands, like we're doing all the things. So I want you to be able to duplicate this because this is what got my book done. Following these three rules is how I was able to bring this book vision to life. So, you know, even though I didn't have time this go around, I had knowledge on my side. Like I knew the book game, right? I had helped my 48 plus clients become best-selling authors. I had spoken and interacted with hundreds of authors and soon-to-be authors. I had spent countless hours inside of this industry learning more about books and what works and what doesn't. I didn't have time, but I had knowledge. So it was really when I was figuring out what I needed to do to innovate, to get out of that desperate space into innovation and, and you know, make my voice heard that I know I needed to create a book, that's where we came to be. So like I said, it's the big three rules to micro book magic. So when it all boiled down to actually creating something that was going to make the pathway forward to a book manuscript more attainable. This is what it came out to be. Big, B-I-G. That is bite-sized, individualized, and gravitational. So let's talk more about that. Let's break down each of these rules one by one, starting with rule number one, bite-sized, make it short. You know, we live in a day and age where bite-sized solutions are highly valuable. By providing a short and sweet book with concise and actionable strategies, you're connecting with your reader in exactly the manner that she wants, plus you're leaving her wanting more from you, and that's when she'll turn to your business offerings and services. This, my friend, is a win-win. So you probably have heard my story in the past about how I had a connection who was able to sit in on a call with a Barnes & Noble executive, and that Barnes & Noble executive shared that short is the new long. They're looking for airport shop books. That's what they're stocking their shelves with because they know that that is what's selling. The type of book where you walk into an airport, see a shorter book on the shelf, think to yourself, huh, I can tackle this. Like I could read this on my next flight and, you know, or at least make a huge dent in it. That's what's selling. And that's what you want to duplicate with your book, even though you're self-publishing. Gone are the days where a nonfiction manuscript is like 60, 70, 80, 90, 100,000 words. Nowadays, my clients write books anywhere from 10 to 40,000 words, which translates to anywhere from 40 or 200 pages in paperback. So I want to make one thing clear here. 
Maybe you are a really prolific writer. Maybe you write long, just, you know, that's just the way you write. And you're thinking to yourself, Jessica, I, I, I don't know how to cut down my manuscript. I want to actually tell you, okay, first of all, you're like a unicorn. <laughs> most women have trouble writing more, right? They And so for most of you that are listening, I'm telling you this, this make it short rule so that you can give yourself permission to not have to write something super long. Okay. Now for the tiny percentage that have something longer than those quotes that I just gave you for word count. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, but also think, you know, maybe you're going too big with your uh, topic and maybe it's time to break up all that content into multiple books or a series of books. And that actually brings me to the next rule here, rule number two, which is I individualize, make it niche. Okay, so just like encyclopedia link books are out, so are oversized topics. Readers do not want a one size fits all solution to all of life's problems. They're searching for clear cut topics and want the specific solution to get there. This is where your book comes in. So when I say individualized, I don't mean you're making personalized books, obviously one book for every person, right? But what I mean is that you're not talking to the masses, right? You're not creating a generic book. You're creating a super narrow niche topic. How do you actually narrow your book topic? That's where you can actually ask yourself, okay, who do I serve? That's your ideal reader and how you help your solution path. Let me repeat that. If you need to narrow your book topic, there's two ways to do that. Who you serve, your ideal reader, or how you help your solution path. And ideally, you want to look at both. So, you know, I shared a few uh, examples in my book about how to do this and some examples of taking a broad generic topic and going super niche. Let me re- let me tell some of them to you because as you know, the book isn't out, out yet. So a broad topic example is I help people lose weight. Now, if we want to really niche this down and actually talk to one person, knowing that that one person is multiplied by exponential numbers out there in the world, then we're going to look at, I help people lose weight. We're going to expand that on who, expand that on how, and that then becomes something like, I help the overworked mom lose the lingering last 10 pounds via daily green smoothies. So that was both the who and the how. And then another uh, example here is, uh, you know, one of my clients was someone that helped in the closet department, like helping women buy clothes and helping women find their fashion. And so maybe a broad topic is I help women shop for clothes. And if we niche niche it down, it's I help insecure female founders create unshakable confidence with a 10 piece power capsule wardrobe very different, right? So there's undoubtedly a big difference between generic and niche. By narrowing down your topic before you sit down to write and imagining that you're only writing to one highly specific individual, you create clarity for your manuscript process. In addition, the simplicity of a niche book provides the reader a favorable, straightforward solution. So those are the first two rules. This last rule is probably the most important of the three, because if you forget the first one, if you forget the second one, or maybe you purposely leave them out, right? Maybe you want to make a long, uh, broad topic book. 
If you forget those and then just only pay attention to this last one, it's this last one that's going to make the difference for your business. It's this last one, the G, gravitational. That is what pulls your readers back to your business, your offerings, your services. So rule number three is gravitational. Activate the core authority and more emotions to pull the reader back to you. So what these are, are core triggers. Triggers that connect you with the reader and position you as an authority figure just within the pages of your book. So when you are able to do that successfully, it creates that gravitational pull automatically, luring the reader back to you. And like I said, your offerings and your services. Um, And I think what's even more exciting about these five triggers is that these basically start the framework of what the micro book method is all about. But I think it's important to know what these triggers are before we get into the method. And what are they? Let's talk about these five core triggers. Core trigger number one is credibility. That's what builds trust between you and the reader so that she looks up to you as the reliable solution to help her solve the problem she needs help with. Core trigger number two is inspiration. Inspiration becomes a driving influence for the reader that gives her excitement to be able to follow along with your methods. Core trigger number three is likability. Likeability draws the reader closer to you in sort of a BFF-friendly way, allowing her to view you as relatable and authentic. Core trigger number four is connection. Connection is what pulls the reader further into your world, wanting to consume more of your content, offerings, and services. And then core trigger number five is encouragement. Encouragement drives the reader into action with you as the cheerleader supporting her along the way. So like I mentioned, when your book includes these five core triggers, the reader is drawn back to you like a gravitational pull. There's nothing more powerful for you, your brand, and your business like the built-in authority that these triggers bring. Again, the triggers are credibility, inspiration, likability, connection, and encouragement. So that is really the what behind your book and how you create that book magic effect. Now, in a upcoming episode, I'm going to share how, how you actually activate these triggers. And a little hint, hint, nudge, nudge, you do it with specific stories and strategies that you share within your book. So I'm really excited to share these with you. And the reason why I wanted to present these rules for you first so that you can really get your mind wrapped around that there can be a structure and there can be a framework for something that feels so uncertain and so blank pagey <laughs> like a book can. Um, and I'm really excited to share that with you because this is what took my book manuscript process from the first time around. It took me like a year and a half to write my book. And then this go around when I wrote Author Entrepreneur, it took me six weeks, a lot faster because I knew exactly what I was doing. And I want you to be able to duplicate that for your book because it is what is going to make a huge difference for you and your business. So as we recap these big rules, it is B-I-G, bite-sized, make it short 
individualized, make it niche and gravitational, activate the core authority emotions to pull the reader back to you. Like I mentioned, in the next upcoming solo episode that goes live, I'm going to be sharing how to activate those five core triggers with the specific stories and strategies. And also really exciting is I have a really great, inspiring, motivational interview coming up with a author named Nancy Medoff. She's author of Unmute Yourself, and she's going to share with you guys how basically a book totally changed her speaking career and provided her so much built-in credibility and authority. And I'm really excited about that one. So you guys, a lot going on. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if nothing else, remember that when you write your story, you change the world. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. You listen to the podcast, now it's time for you to read the book. Author Entrepreneur is officially a best-selling book, and if you've ever wondered how to make your book dream a reality, Author Entrepreneur will show you step-by-step how to write, launch, and leverage a short nonfiction book that can catapult your business so you can maximize your impact and build a six-figure business or even start one from scratch. Check it all out at jessicadebry.co slash book and make sure to download your free Jumpstart Your Journey bonus author entrepreneur bundle at jessicadebry.co slash book or search for author entrepreneur on Amazon. See you on the next episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast.